1: the live betting angles for every game. This is Vsin Live Bet tonight with Femi Abefaye and Wes Reynolds on Vsin, the sports betting network.
5: Live bet tonight on Vsin. He is Wes Reynolds. I'm holding Kushner. Good to be with you tonight running down the college basketball slate. We've had a great time Wes and I getting in on some games. We've had some fantastic finishes. We've had some interesting finishes. I guess we can go around and talk about the games we're invested in here, West. 7270 St. John's on top of the Hoyas in DC this evening. Three minutes to play, two thirty to play, actually. It's a two point St. John's leave, seventy-two seventy. You had the over in the second half. I got a feeling yeah. you're doing okay there.
4: Well, it slowed down a little bit. I might need some overtime. Uh they did have about, it seemed like a three-minute scoring drought where the score didn't change. So, uh, not looking promising, actually. Uh, the, no? my, my reads on my second halves have been good. Not tonight, uh, unfortunately. But that's college basketball when you bet every night. Tough to win seven days a week in in this sport. So, it, it, we're going to probably, I think, need some overtime here in District of Columbia. We did have one game go final while we were at break, actually two games, Wisconsin, 64 to 52. That's a huge win for the Badgers because I was looking at some of the uh, various bracketologists just kind of uh, sampling where they might have this Wisconsin team. And a lot of them had them, you know, really close to that line, you know, last four in or, you know, first four out. So, actually, I think Lenardi at ESPN had them last four in. That's a monster win for Wisconsin tonight for their at-large uh, hopes in the NCAA tournament. And then NC State all over Wake Forest. Uh, Wake Forest uh, looking like an NIT team. Uh, uh, they looked like it on Saturday against Miami. They looked like it tonight. Just can't defend a Wolfpack all over. And pulled away late. It was about an eight to ten point game for the most of the game ends up being a 16 point win for NC State.
5: I, I gotta go back to this Wisconsin-Iowa game, 64-52. So Wisconsin covers easily. They cover the one. 139 and a half is the total. That thing goes under, but three of 27 for Iowa, this is two straight games. I mean right. collectively this team can't do this for the rest of the season, but you're not going to see two shooting performances much worse than this. This was like a whole bunch of John Starks In the 90, what was that? The 94 NBA Finals. Uh, Two for 18. Well, he went three for 27. They went three for 27. This Iowa team has just lost it the last two games. and I know they were sitting on the 8-9 line, but... Mm-hmm. They're not sitting on that line right now.
4: Yeah. They're going to need to get on track Saturday against Michigan state at home. And this is an Iowa team, number five and adjusted offensive efficiency. You don't expect them to shoot that poorly. Three of 27, uh, even though, you know, 34% as a team about, you know, slightly above the Mendoza line, you know, slightly in the top half of college basketball, but still this is a team. You don't necessarily worry about offensively, but Based on the last two games, you absolutely should worry. Three of 27, as you mentioned, from three tonight. Three of 24 in Welsh Ryan Arena on Sunday against Northwestern. So six of 51, you don't see that. So I would expect some positive shooting regression from Iowa, either coming on Saturday against Michigan State or perhaps on the road against Indiana next Tuesday.
5: Not looking good for Bama or my bet right now. I mean, they were 17-point favorites coming in on the road at South Carolina, and the Gamecocks are up 62-59 to with 341 to play. Bama plus 117 on the money line now. So South Carolina has come to play tonight, and uh, I should have listened to you. I mean, you said so many distractions, a lot going on with Bama, and this will be their second loss in, what, a week? It's been a a tough week here for Bale. Well,
4: well, look, I mean, now that uh, more bettors also are in the market now, it's not just the bookmakers making adjustments. It's more bettors in the market, and I think that's even the bigger thing because, you you know, not all bettors bet college basketball in November, December, and January. But this is the time where they come in, okay, we got no NFL, college football is over. So this is when they start to come in to get ready for the conference tournaments and then, of course, March Madness and everything that goes along with that. So what are betters going to do? They're going to look and catch up and say, okay, oh, this team's really good. And they're, like, going to automatically bet them. And you got to be careful in doing that because these are pressure spots now because now we're getting down to the real here. We're getting down to the fact that, you know, Regular season conference championships are on the line. Certain seeds in conference tournament. Who's going to get a buy? Who's going to get a double buy and be able to play less games in the conference tournament? Who's playing for an NCAA tournament's bid? Just in general, and then who's playing for a number one seed? And all of a sudden, you know, you got Alabama with pressure, and a team like South Carolina. They have no pressure because they're a bad team. They're 10-17. and This is a multi-year rebuild down there in Columbia for Lamont Paris, who came in from Chattanooga, first-year head coach, by the way. So this team has no pressure, so they can just go out and play. Meanwhile, Alabama, like, everything's on the line for these guys, and I think you're seeing it kind of wear on them a little bit as they're going to be life and death just to get out of here with a win.
5: All right, Bama's not going to work out for me, but St. John's just might. Got in on them live at halftime, minus six. They're up 78-70, 23 seconds left in regulation. So for those of you uh, that are on this game, it was St. John's minus two, and 156.5 is the total. The total is going to end up going under, and St. John's going to end up covering this game up 79-70, 23 seconds remaining. Uh, again, sixty two fifty nine 59 Gamecocks over the uh, Crimson Tide, 341 to play in regulation in that game but i'm going to go back to north carolina here the game's gone final 63 59 west i know you're saying they're not in and and, well they got a shot now you know this they look horrible in the first half there's no reason to buy into this team they scored 19 points in the first half they're down 27 19 they come back and score 44 points in the second half 63 59 to me the two biggest wins tonight north carolina And Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. Wisconsin firmly on the bubble and the Tar Heels, if they weren't firmly on the bubble, they've got to be now, even though the fighting Irish are hot garbage.
4: Yeah. I mean, look, North Carolina is still on the bubble. They just basically did Mm -hmm. what they had to do, which is kind of like, okay, let's finally get a win because they had been really struggling. They do pull it out at Notre Dame. They don't cover, but they do get the win. But considering this team lost five of their last six before tonight, any win will do. Now, Saturday is the big opportunity for North Carolina because they get Virginia in town. Then they go to Florida State, and then they get Duke at home. I think North Carolina, I, I, if they want to really assure that they're at least on the right side of the bubble, I think they got to sweep those three games.
5: <laughs> That's not happening, Wes.
4: <laughs> then, then then, they're going to need to win some games in the ACC tournament this year. Yeah. Uh, You know, and that's an unenviable position. And you're going to see several of these major conference teams, these power six teams that are going to have to win games in their conference tournament. You know, those like Wednesday games and those Thursday games, let alone when you get to the semifinals or the championship round over the weekend of championship week, those games are going to matter for a lot of these teams. And I think they're probably going to matter for North Carolina unless they can somehow beat Virginia and Duke at home. That would give them two quality wins and certainly turn around their fortunes.
5: All right, Wes, we previewed New Mexico at Boise State. Uh, You actually thought New Mexico could get a, it might be a get-right spot for New Mexico, people down on New Mexico. They are uh, picking up five points. So it was New Mexico plus five, Boise laying five, 23-20. Lobos on top, 840 to play, in the first half. So looking good early on for you, at least for now. For those of you that weren't listening at the time, why did you think the Lobos might be a play here? You know,
4: just just because of of the first matchup. I think their guards were able to kind of beat Boise State's bigger guards. New Mexico got a couple quick guards, Jalen Howes and uh, Jamal Mashburn Jr. So these guys like to get to the rim. They like to go off the bounce, and, you know, that's where Boise State sometimes can struggle and I just think New Mexico a little bit more desperate maybe Boise State you wonder if these guys at 21 and 6 are feeling pretty comfortable that they're in the NCAA tournament Uh, because you look they got some pretty good wins they beat Texas A&M that win gets better all the time in terms of non-conference they got wins over Utah State wins over Nevada beat Washington State so They've got some solid wins here, and maybe Boise was just feeling a little bit comfortable, and all of a sudden, New Mexico, their season has gone a little bit sideways, so they've dealt with the adversity, and Boise State really hasn't, so that's why I thought the Lobos were very live in this spot
5: tonight. Yeah, well, guess what? You're, you're right on. 23-23, the score. About eight and a half minutes to play in the first half. Big upset tonight. Uh, brewing. Uh, you were getting 10-1 to if you back South Carolina this evening. They are leading Bama 64-62, 159 to play in regulation. Uh, I'm thinking I might need some overtime here, Wes, if if Alabama could cover because I got them eight and a half. They're going to have to blow them out. I don't like laying down on bets, but uh, I will say Mm -hmm. this. This is not a very good scene for Alabama this evening. And honestly, going forward, I haven't been a Bama – Talk to me. I'd rather hear your thoughts. Alabama going forward very quickly, about 30 seconds or less. National championship contender or overrated?
4: Maybe slightly overrated. I mean, you look at the profile, though. They can absolutely win it all. I think statistically it says so, but there's something to be said for a team that's kind of green in terms of experience in the NCAA tournament, and that's what it might be for Alabama, because they win as an eleven or six seed last year. They lost to Notre Dame, so... They don't have a ton of experience, but you you just look their 14th and adjusted OE, 3rd and adjusted defensive efficiency. Those are the numbers that profile for a national champion. So, this could just be a blip on the radar or it could go sideways based on some of the off the court stuff. And that's what concerns you more about Alabama. In terms of how they played, they're absolutely good enough to go to a final four.
5: 13 and 1 in the SEC. See if they win tonight. They just missed a free throw, down 64-62, 91 seconds to play in this game. We're gonna come back. Let's talk some National Football League for the first time. Uh Derek Carr to the Jets, Aaron Rodgers back to Green Bay. We'll talk about some futures with some quarterbacks next on live bet tonight on V Sin, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This is VSim Live Bet Tonight with of Ababafe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on v the sports betting network.
5: All right, it's so Wes and Holden tonight. Wes Reynolds at Wes Reynolds One on Twitter. Holden Kushner at Holden Radio on Twitter, and we got a good game going on right now. Wes, we're going to talk some NFL, but South Carolina Alabama took over. This was a seventeen-point spread with Bama the favorite. We're tied at 66 with 20 seconds left. There's a six second discrepancy between the game clock and the shot clock. And the Game Cox mm-hmm. just got a huge deuce up 68 66 with 14.3 seconds left. Brandon Miller, though, 33.7 rebounds tonight. A lot of controversy surrounding whether or not he should even play. Mm-hmm. He did. Game Cox take a two point lead. Talk to me here.
4: Yeah, exactly. Uh, good. Th- I mean, Brandon Miller had to play just to even keep them in this game. So, <coughs> South Carolina, up by two, 14 seconds left to go. You're hoping for, <coughs> excuse me, overtime uh, to happen here. And uh, <coughs> overtime is where underdogs, of course, go to die, as you very well know.
5: They do go to die, don't they? Overtimes, dogs go to die in overtimes. Totals. Maybe a little bit more. Better die in overtime, I would say. Yeah. So, listen, this thing's coming down to the wire. Uh, I would not mind overtime, given that I backed Alabama minus 8.5 in game. I would need a blowout there. So very little chance that this thing happens. But, again, South Carolina, you would say, oh, nothing to play for. Well, of course you got something to play for. You're 3-11 and in the conference. You got the number two team coming in. And that's the one thing when these big powerhouses come in, they're going to get everybody's best shot. I know it's a cliche Wes, but it's the truth. And tonight, maybe Alabama, not totally focused, still has a chance to leave this place with a win, but South Carolina's played just about as well as they can. I'm pretty impressed with the effort tonight.
4: Yeah. I mean, look, uh, you know, this is kind of their game of the year at this standpoint when you're mm-hmm. 10 and 17 and when you're well down in the sec and obviously in a rebuilding year, so you're good that's where you're gonna have those big efforts, like when you least expect it. Because I've I've seen this team get blown out a couple times this year. And, you know, somehow, some way, just hanging in there and fourteen point three seconds away from getting their biggest win of the season, they have not beaten an AP top five team, by the way, since twenty ten. That was when they did beat number one Kentucky and now trying to do the same against number two Alabama.
5: All right. Plus, Bama comes back. I'll finish the night one and one live betting down about a tenth of a unit. Uh, not, not thrilled about that. Nonetheless, we've got other games in progress, and we'll keep you up to date on South Carolina Bama. You might be a little bit ahead of me there. Houston cruising to an 89-59 victory. Uh, that was a little less than 30 seconds left in that game. Houston was 15-point favorites. They're going to win this thing by about 30 tonight. Uh, also, New Mexico up 10 on Boise State. There's a drive With four seconds left, Bama ties things up, and now South Carolina, that had the buzzer beater at the end of the first half from half court, we're going overtime, my friend.
4: Yes, we are. So your Alabama has a chance. If you bet South Carolina for the second half, you're going to have to hold on for dear life.
5: Yeah, well, we'll see if Bama can get on a run here, win this thing by nine, but 17-point favorites. Uh, I was saying New Mexico up 33-23 in Boise, 4.32 4:32 to play. Boise closed as five-point favorites. 148 and a half is the total. Let me see if I can get this up here. If they will uh, unlock the line on this game, I I know you were leaning a little bit toward New Mexico when this thing came out, uh, and right now that prophecy has come to fruition. I mean, they've completely dominated Boise. This game is by no means over with about 24 minutes left to play, but once again. Uh, these teams, these teams that are favored that have just been thrown up bricks, three of 15 behind the arc for Boise State tonight, Wes. Yeah, it's just,
4: yeah absolutely. It's, uh, New Mexico, look, they've come to play. They've struggled and kind of, you know, looked like they were going to be a surefire NCAA tournament team, and then they hit the skids and lost four in a row. So, you know, now's the time to get going for Richard Patino and his guys. Uh, one game that did just go final Auburn gets the win over Ole Miss tonight, 78-74, to 74, but no cover for Auburn, not even close. They were laying 12-and-a-half, 13 at the close. That's a team I've been down on all year. You know, sometimes, you know, we, we get into, like, you know, looking at the numbers and what's their adjusted offensive efficiency and whatnot. If you watch Auburn, this team's a bunch of chuckers. This team takes <laughs> bad shots. Yeah. This team turns it over. Bruce Pearl plays that style. I know it's worked for him at certain spots, but I don't like this, you know, pressure and you know this up-tempo crap you know where you're just you're fouling too much this team fouls too much and this team takes bad shots that's not a recipe for a long run in the NCAA tournament but they hang on against a very bad old Miss team tonight
5: all right lines will be locked here for overtime Alabama South Carolina 68 all uh, New Mexico up 10 over Boise 346 to play first half we're looking at Lobos now five and a half point favorites on the road. They were five point dogs. One forty eight and a half is the total there. Um, so we're getting to the end of the card tonight. Wes, no question. I know you were a little frustrated with Fordham tonight. Fordham and Loyola, Chicago. You're smirking. You're probably not thrilled that I brought this up. No, I, I, I. Well, anyways. we got a
4: push out of it because I had it on my okay. uh, little ESPN plus here on the phone as we were opening the segment. So. Look, it could have been a coin flip game, but the coin flips have gone Fordham's way all year. I mean, this team's got the golden horseshoe, so I guess I should be happy that plus two pushed uh, tonight with Loyola Chicago, and that's what it did. Fordham now has 22 wins on the season. Uh, uh, First-year head coach there because Kyle Neptune, of course, uh, replaces Jay Wright, takes that Villanova job. So, uh, you know, Fordham finding a way. I still think that they're a little bit, you know, whenever they've really stepped up, Holden, in the A-10, and I think the A-10 is going to be a one-bid league. But whenever they've played the better teams, which I would consider Dayton to be, and I would certainly consider VCU to be, they haven't had enough for them. But, you know, Fordham, under Keith Ergo, the first-year head coach, they're beating the teams I guess they're supposed to beat. But obviously, their only route to the NCAA tournament, even with this nice-looking, aesthetically-pleasing record at 22-6, and they're going to have to win that A-10 tournament.
5: Hold on. V- VCU would be the team? VCU
4: or Dayton, probably to me, St. Louis. You could throw in there. Probably looked like the three best teams in, in the in the A10 conference. At least, certainly profile was, and they're actually one, two, three: VCU, Dayton, and St. Louis, and then Fordham uh, right there behind. That's only going to be a one bid league, though. If you look at the A10, they just it, it usually it's a two, and sometimes even a three bid league, but. They don't have it. They have one team in the top 60 of the Ken Palm, and that's Dayton right at number 60. So I don't see that league getting more than the conference tournament winner in.
3: Mm.
5: Uh, What about my Big 12, my friend? I guess we're just passing on the NFL. College Hoops is in season. We'll get to the NFL here in a few minutes. We got it on the other
4: side. We'll be good.
5: Yeah, we'll be fine. But my Big 12, it has gotten so bad for the ACC that Jay Billis is now calling Big 12 games. I mean, this is the fascinating (laughs) thing that I've seen. You had a chance to go to my old stomping grounds, Allen Fieldhouse. I'm serious. Like, is that how great the Big 12 is or how bad the ACC is that Billis is no longer calling ACC games every night? He's over there at every Big 12 game. Poor friend
4: for Shilla getting bumped out, man. Getting Uh. bumped out of calling these Big 12 games. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. The Big 12, I think, has been the best conference in America. The fact that there's not a bad team Really, who's the worst team? Oklahoma, and they've been—they beat the hell out of Alabama when Alabama was a total wagon. Beat them by like twenty-five at least. Uh, but you look, somebody's got to be at the bottom, and right now it's Oklahoma. All of a sudden, Texas Tech showing a little bit of life too. By the way, I know they're five and ten, and you look sixteen and twelve. Oh my God, that's a lot of losses. They're right in the mix to get an NCAA tournament at-large bid. They're not far out of it. So when you look and you see. The West Virginias and the Texas Techs and the Oklahoma States that are in the back half of this Big 12 conference, they absolutely have a chance to get into the NCAA tournament. But, you know, it's going to come down more than likely now at the two game gap, now that Kansas State beat Baylor last night to KU in Texas uh, there in Austin on uh, Saturday, March 4th. But I think Kansas, the, the road goes through Lawrence. I know that that's such a cliche but I think it's absolutely true, even though it may go through Austin because KU's got to go on the road at the end of the season. But look, I've been impressed with this Kansas team. I was really impressed with them. That was a tough win on Monday night down at, at TCU, a TCU team that has now all of a sudden gotten healthy with uh, with uh, Miles and also Eddie Lampkin back in the lineup. So KU, I was, I was impressed with the atmosphere at the Fog. They're tough to beat there, even though TCU did get it done earlier in the year. But I still think Kansas, you know, they're going to be right there in terms of being a top contender. I think that they're the best of the four number one seeds right now.
5: Brady Dick went through a little shooting slump at the beginning of conference season, and Kansas took some losses. The guy's shooting again, and here we go. I mean, Kansas is back. So Mm -hmm. see if they can make another deep run this, uh, this season. March sadness in the past. Been a lot of uh, happiness here over the last year and a half or so for Kansas basketball. Overtime, Bama leading South Carolina 72-70. Two and a half minutes left. So, again, 17-point dogs in overtime. South Carolina against Alabama. Talk a little NFL. We'll let you know what happens with that game as well. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Holden Kushner. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Final 30 minutes coming up on B sins Live Bet. Tonight.
1: This is VCIN Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VCN, the Sports betting Network.
3: As
5: basketball and hockey seasons continue, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be. Bet, bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. And join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday hockey first goal insurance, Saturday hockey same game parlay bet and get, weekly pro basketball bet and get, and more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game. And welcome back into Live Bet tonight here on VSyn, the Sports Betting Network, Holden Kushner, host of the Denver CityCast. For Bet Rivers, Wes Reynolds. I mean, it's just Wes Reynolds. Come on. We know Wes Reynolds. Wes, we also know we're in overtime with a 17-point dog, South Carolina hosting Alabama, tied at 76, 10 seconds to play. And uh, this game is coming down to this final shot, or we're going to have a little bit more overtime, a double overtime game, which actually I'm kind of looking forward to, but we're likely not going to get.
4: No, we're not going to get it. It doesn't appear.
5: Uh, uh, 0.8 seconds left is that Miller again
4: yeah what what a what a performance I mean you know he obviously wow. has been uh, under the microscope uh, over the uh, recent days but 39 points for Brandon Miller
5: 39 eight rebounds. 14 to 25 from the field, 6 to 13 beyond the arc, 7 to 8 from the free throw line. It's going to take a miracle for South Carolina to win this game.
4: Yeah, I'm trying to see if this ball got deflected here because uh, South Carolina did throw it out of bounds and uh uh Brandon Miller though has been the man of the hour. Looks absolutely like a first team all American and, and that bucket by the way which may end up being the game winner for Alabama. 41 points for Miller tonight. What an unbelievable performance! I mean, we've been talking about okay, who are the player of the year? Zach Eady for Purdue, obviously, has been the favorite all year. Trace Jackson Davis certainly, I think, deserves a lot of consideration based on what he's done for Indiana. But maybe it's this freshman, Brandon Miller. Uh, I mean, this is this is a big time performance when you know he's been under a lot of scrutiny and to go on the road. I know it's South Carolina, and I know they're ten and seventeen. But this is a big-time performance, and I have no idea where South Carolina was throwing that inbound with uh, point nine left to go. There's a timeout. Yeah, I be, Oh, did they give him the timeout? Or did,
5: yeah, but, yeah, and they put point nine. So he and, and even threw it in from the court. Okay. He was on the court when he threw it in, so okay. he got a little less than a second. There's uh, time for a catch and shoot. Maybe, yeah, yeah,
4: I was wondering what they were doing on that inbound. Probably shell-shocked that Brandon Miller uh, scored again, but they shouldn't be. 41 points tonight for, for Miller. I think he's at least clinched first-team All-American, without question. I don't know if he's going to win Player of the Year or not, but if he keeps producing this, he's going to gain ground on Zach Eadie. So it'll be interesting to look at those uh, odds in the morning.
5: Yeah. I don't, I don't know if the voters will give it to him just because of what happens surrounding right,
4: that. Right. Yeah. Because this, is this is voted on. And I think that's a very good right. point. And you know, j- just looking at that. Yeah. I'd be, yeah, I'd, I'd be a little bit surprised, but I am actually going to take a look at the odds. Uh, Zach Eady, okay, this is at DraftKings without the New Jersey players, which there is no New Jersey players that are going to be player of the year. Zach Eady, minus 10,000. Trace Jackson Davis, 40 to 1. Jalen Wilson, 40 to 1. Brandon Miller, 100 to 1. Look, Eady's probably going to win it. I mean, when you're minus 10,000, it's hard to kind of turn back. But I can say that Brandon Miller probably will not be 100 to 1, though, tomorrow
5: morning. (laughs) No, no, he won't be. Here I am thinking Grady Dick might be the best freshman out there. No,
4: uh, no, I'm impressed with Grady Dick. I mean, one of my good friends uh, covers recruiting nationally, also covers college basketball nationally. And he said, Grady Dick was the best shooter I saw in high school basketball last year. And just being in the fog, seeing Indiana take a whipping against Kansas, I felt like every shot that kid shot was going in. Because it just looks so good on release, but... KU uh with Wilson and Dick though, they're gonna be they're gonna be very formidable. If they can get a little deeper, and if Ernest Uday, I think, can kind of come into his own, which we've seen over the last couple games, self starting to trust him a little bit more, not playing him seven, eight minutes, you know, playing him twelve to fifteen minutes. And that's what what has hurt KU in the losses like against Kansas State, where all those guys got in foul trouble at yep. the octagon of doom. That's the one concern I have about Kansas. I don't. I'm not concerned about their offense or their defense. I'm concerned more about the depth.
5: Yeah, they play. He plays five guys. Self does. Yeah, it's they, he plays five guys. I'm telling you right now, they're they're a smaller club too. So Uday's going to play some minutes in the tournament. I'm telling you, they make a deep run. He's going to play significant minutes in at least two games.
4: Yeah, in at least two games. They're they're going to need that, I think. And and uh, you know. This is the time of year too in college basketball where coaches shorten the rotation a little bit because they, you know, even though you have 12 scholarship players, 12-13 scholarship players, you're not playing 12-13 guys. And you don't trust 12 or 13 guys. You don't trust those guys on the back end. So that's why you're seeing most of these teams are gonna play, you know, seven guys, maybe eight guys tops.
5: Yep. Who's your top five, Wes? In terms of teams? Yeah, Kansas one.
4: Can, uh, yeah, I would put Kansas one. I would probably go, uh, uh, gosh, in order. Uh, Alabama, I, I would probably put number three right now. Where's uh, Houston? Two, uh, Houston, I would have either four. Or f- I would probably have five, actually. Got and it. I know Ken Palm rates them one, and the AP voters rate them one. But I would, I would still rate Kansas above them. I would rate UCLA above them. I would rate Alabama above them and maybe Houston's battling Purdue for that four five kind of overall top five nationally. Keep an eye on Arizona, even though they're very much tempo dependent, they could be, you know, a team that goes up and, and, and UConn. UConn was like 30 to one last week at some shops in terms of to win the tournament. This team was a wagon was like 14 and zero, you know, to start January. And then all of a sudden people forgot about him. I I'd keep an eye on the Huskies.
5: They look great tonight. They looked apt, just blew out Providence. That was yeah. That was probably my. That was one of my calls tonight. I didn't know it'd be there though. That was a, that was a butt whooping. By the way, very good job, me putting you on the spot there and just hammering that out. I did want to talk about UCLA oh. at three to one.
4: Sorry, oh. uh, I know you might be on a delay here. South Carolina got another oh. crack in it. Goes off the back of the iron. Alabama survives, seventy-eight to seventy-six.
5: Wow! So, Bama, we know there's a lot going around that program right now. Brandon Miller's name a lot of people thought he shouldn't even play tonight. Forty-one points, forty-one yeah. points.
4: No, that, that's that's big on the road in the conference to be able to do that with uh, you know, everything kind of swirling around you. That mm-hmm. you get you got to give it. That's a, that's a big time performance.
5: That's a huge performance. Wow. I did want to get to one other team, though. You mentioned UCLA. No one's talking about UCLA. I mean, you're out in Vegas. I'm out here in Denver. uh, We're west of the Mississippi. Uh, Nobody even goes to their games, it seems like, half the time. No. Cap, give me a little lowdown on UCLA. Hell of a good coach Cronin.
4: Well, defensively, and I think that they've kind of finally gotten to his identity. I think, you know, when you go to a bigger program, you know, in UCLA, a bigger-time program than Cincinnati, certainly – you're tempted to kind of be like, okay, I'm getting the dudes and I'm getting better recruits and I'm getting better athletes. So, you know, do I let them run or do I kind of, you know, get these guys that also that are talented guys that also fit my system? Now UCLA is playing a little bit more of that grinded-out style that Mick Cronin employed at Cincinnati. Number two in defensive efficiency, number five in defensive turnover percentage. They force opponents to turn the ball over about 25% of the time. They're a team, you know, they run a lot of like ISO and they run a lot at the rim. They don't take very many threes. I think they're 342nd out of 363 in terms of percentage of three-point attempts for overall field goal attempts, but that's what they do. And they've got seniors that can do that. You know, Jaime Jaquez and then Jalen Clark, the junior, Tiger Campbell, a four-year point guard. Veteran guards win in the NCAA tournament. Nobody's more of a veteran guard than Tiger Campbell, so this isn't a team, really, also that that that's very deep either. They kind of have some of the similar issues, I think, that Kansas has. But this is a team that that gets good stops, and this is also a team. And I know uh, Veasan's own Daniel Alvare, a proud alum of course of UCLA, points out that sometimes you know this team can get off the slow starts in games. We saw it against Stanford last Thursday night. And then, and, and against Oregon the game before on the road. And then they come out in the second half. That's one of those teams that you should look to bet on in the second half because they have veteran guys that can close out games. 23 and four, I think they're absolutely in line for a number one seed.
5: Hey, listen, we were going to talk some NFL, but the college basketball was too good tonight, Wes. I mean, it kept us going all night long. This is my favorite thing. Football season's over. Oh, there's nothing to watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. NBA All-Star break. Can we get a slate like this tonight in college basketball. Top two teams in the nation are in business. Yeah, okay. Houston blow I mean, Houston just went out, blew out the green wave eighty-nine fifty-nine. Alabama was in a hell of a fight into overtime. I mean, there were some good games tonight. Let's go look at tomorrow's card. How does that sound? I'm, I'm going to talk about my Eastern Washington squad. <laughs> Maybe it is a time to hop on if you haven't been on them. But if you've been on them this season, they've won 17 straight. and They're covering left and right. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Holden Cushion. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight on Live Bet Tonight. Also got this Lobos-Broncos game, too. New Mexico-Boise State. Live Bet Tonight on v the Sports Betting Network.
3: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This is v Live Bet Tonight with Femi MFA and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on v the sports betting network.
5: If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Come a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VSIN betting guides for the biggest games of the season. For our experts breakdown brackets, best bets, and daily props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vsincom backslash subscribe today. Sign up for only $9.99. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. All right, live bet tonight on vsin, the sports betting network. Holder Kushner here. Wes Reynolds hanging out at Circa in Vegas. What a great night of college basketball capped off by Brandon Miller's 41 points helping Bama get the win in overtime over South Carolina, 78-76. Uh, I want to look at tomorrow's slate. But before we do that, Wes, there were some pretty interesting storylines tonight. Iowa can't hit a three for the second straight game. They lose to Wisconsin. Huge game for Wisconsin maybe off the bubble. I don't want to go that far. They're not off the bubble, but they're definitely on the good side of the bubble. Mm-hmm. North Carolina, which has a ton of work to do now, 16 and 11 uh, after scoring 19 points in the first half, they come back, beat Notre Dame 63 to 59 uh, Houston rolls to lane 89, 59. Talk to me here, Wes, uh, some of the highlights from tonight's action. Also want to throw out. We did talk Yukon and Providence. But Connecticut stepping up at home, an 18-point win over Providence, 87-69. to 69. What are some of your thoughts on tonight's action?
4: Yeah, UConn, uh, I mean, they're not going to win the Big East because they had that rough patch where they lost five straight, but they might be the best team in the conference. And in fact, I think they are. They're certainly power-rated as such. Now, Marquette probably looking like they're well in the driver's seat to go ahead and win that league, but I think UConn, you know, you know, they went through that rough patch where they had lost, I believe, uh, five of six and six of eight. All of a sudden, they were five and six uh, in the conference, and then they've won six of their last seven. They have a win over a blue out Marquette, actually, at home. Lost to them on the road, but you know, have beaten a lot of these teams. They did get swept by Xavier in two very close games. We'll see if they match up some point at the Garden in the Big East tournament, but you know. UConn is the team that I think, you know, they're they're one of those teams that can win it all. And, you know, when you look at that adjusted offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency rankings and you want to see a combination below 50. Because I think every team, except ironically enough for UConn, uh, the year uh, with uh, Kevin Ollie, I'm trying to remember the year. I think it was 2014 when uh, when UConn, when Shabazz Napier like went bonkers and they should have got eliminated in the first game of the NCAA tournament against St. Joe, won in overtime. You combine it eighth on offense, 21st on defense. That definitely profiles as a national title contender and. Now you've kind of seen a little bit of action come on them when they were like 30 to one, about a week and a half ago at some shops. Now you're not going to find those 30 to ones. Those have been gobbled up and rightfully so. UConn, Yukon to me was like, if you want to call it a team of the night, they were the team of the night. Cause this Providence team, uh, you know, like uh, Jim Ross uh, from WWE used to call gone. They're tougher than a $2 steak. And you know, you can never really put them away. They're, they're, that's why they cover numbers. It's like you can never get away from this team, and UConn was able to do that tonight very easily, 87-69.
5: All right, let's go look at tomorrow's slate. Uh, if you're on the East Coast, later today's slate. We do have one ranked team in action from the Big Ten, and that was a Northwestern team that really just blitzed Iowa, um, had them in the second half. It really wasn't much of a game. So Illinois' five-point favorites at home against Northwestern. Uh, Intrastate matchup tomorrow. Total is 136. Any thoughts on the fight in Illini hosting the Cats?
4: Well, I certainly lean to him in the spot. Obviously, you want to see that T.J. Shannon is going to be able to go the Texas Tech transfer because he's missed the last two games due to concussion where they had a lead on Indiana in the first half and then found a way to lose. They actually probably should have won that game in Bloomington and then didn't cover against Minnesota the other night. So you kind of got a favorite that looks a little weak coming in. I I think the general public and kind of, I I hate to use this term, but kind of the square side is actually probably going to be on Northwestern uh, because, look, they've they've been a wagon. you know We keep waiting for them. Okay, when is Northwestern gonna get their comeuppance? Uh, you know, you thought it might have been after the Purdue game when they upset number one on Super Bowl Sunday and stormed the court. So it's like, okay, Indiana's gonna get him. Indiana gets down big, comes back to tie, and then Northwestern hits a shot at the buzzer. So then it's like, okay, Iowa's gonna get him on Sunday. Iowa's actually a road favorite at Northwestern, eighty to sixty, easy Northwestern win. They've now won five in a row. They're eleven and five in the Big Ten. They're easily. They might be on a protected seed now. They might be close to getting to the four line. They're number two in the conference, still a game and a half back at Purdue, but they've got a one and a half game lead for the two seed in the Big Ten tournament. But this is where it gets tough down the stretch, and I think this is where we do find out who or what Northwestern is. They got to go to Illinois tomorrow, then they got to go to Maryland. Tough to win on the road in the Big Ten. I think all season long, Big 10 has been home court central. They also get Penn state at home uh, to close out their home campaign. And then they got to go to Rutgers. So you have three tough road games out of the last four for Northwestern. So I do think that they're going to get got at some point, at least in one of those games, maybe it'll be tomorrow. It's priced into the number to lay five, but big 10 home teams this year, 71 and 41 against the number so, you know, looking tomorrow, you got Ohio State laying two to Penn State. Hard to believe Ohio State's favored over anybody based on how they're playing, but maybe maybe that's the spot for Ohio State. Penn State can just basically shoot threes and then isolate Jalen Pickett and then can't really do much else offensively. Rutgers laying six to Michigan. Illinois laying five to Northwestern tomorrow. So would lean a little bit – uh Uh, Illinois here I don't know if I want to lay five I think that's really really priced in but I think if you do that you can maybe play Illinois in a money line parlay with something else uh, tomorrow finding another favorite on this huge board especially with a lot of these lower major conferences going at it
5: all right don't go into detail here who's the better team uh, out west Gonzaga or St. Mary's
4: I think you got to say St. Mary's right
5: now. All right, then uh, we're going to do Pacific St. Mary's. We're not going to do Gonzaga <laughs> San Diego, which, by the way, I never feel comfortable this season back in a Zags team laying <laughs> 23 points. I don't care where it just hasn't been that type of year for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pacific at St. Mary's St. Mary's 19 point favorites at home. One thirty-seven is the total in this game. You and I will be sweating this one out live tomorrow night. Pacific 13, 16 overall six and eight in the conference. What's St. Mary's doing to this team?
4: Yeah, and you know, know, it's kind of hard to lay it with St. Mary's actually in Mm -hmm. this spot because they do have the rematch on Saturday up in Spokane uh, to close out the regular season in the WCC. Senior night for three starters for St. Mary's, and that's what I want to talk about with senior day and senior night. Everybody think that, oh my God, that's the spot to bet on a team. It's actually a lot of times a spot to fade that team because senior night is not a happy night. It's a sad night. It's a melancholy night because this is the last home game, the last time you're going to get to wear those white jerseys at home, and you got all your family there, and you got your significant others, and your friends, and your siblings, and it's a really sad night. So, I I, I haven't you know I haven't bet anything for tomorrow's card. I'll do that uh, tonight and tomorrow morning, but I would lean a little bit UOP here in this spot. I know St. Mary's lays over this team, but. I don't think you want to necessarily lay it here with that big spot on deck and the fact that it's senior night out there in uh, Moraga, California. So I'd be a little bit gun-shy about laying St. Mary's here with this big number.
5: Wes, what are you going to tell me? Next one is wedding day is is your worst day because you're not single anymore and you're going to be <laughs> hitched to the same person for the rest of your life.
4: I, to some people, I think that could be, that could definitely be an unhappy day. <laughs> it already it already happened.
5: My senior day was a lot more fun, but uh, then again, I was the third string point guard on my basketball team. So what the hell did I care? Uh, Wes, wonderful working with you tonight, buddy. Always good good to see you. We got one game in progress, 43-40. You know, you were were saying, hey, Lobos, look at Lobos tonight. Five Mm -hmm. more dogs on the road, 43-40 lead over Boise. 16 minutes left to play in the second half there. Uh, So that's the only game that's going on again tomorrow night. We'll be rolling through all the action: UCLA, Gonzaga, Saint Mary's, all in action. That battle in Illinois, with the Fighting Illini and the Wildcats as well. Everybody back in the studio, production team, audio team, doing a tremendous job tonight. Thanks so much for making this show uh, work as smooth as it did. Make sure you follow Wes on Twitter as well at WesReynolds1. I'm at. Holden Radio and Greg Peterson. The experience is coming up next. Crank up the heat, Wes. Peterson's coming to town, my friend. (laughs) I'm Holden Cushman for Wes. Thanks for checking out Live Bet Tonight on vSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get
0: pro-level insights into the sports betting market with vSIN's betting splits. See what people are betting and keep updated on how the market is reacting. Track up-to-the-minute percentage of bets placed on a matchup. Compare that to the breakdown of... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.